Welcome to Opt In with April Jasper. Relevant conversations about topics important to eye care providers today. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy what you hear, I would encourage you to click on the link in the description of today's podcast. That link will take you to the OME website where you will find additional resources that will help you take your practice to new heights. We look forward to seeing you there. Now, let's dive right into today's episode. Welcome, everyone. It's Dr. April Jasper here again, and I am joined by Caleb Frith, our Creative Director at Advanced Eye Care Specialist. And if you haven't joined us before on one of our videos about marketing, then I would love for you to hear again a little bit about Caleb, what he does other than take care of us at Advanced Eye Care Specialist. And then we're going to jump right into the topic, which is the importance of content. So Caleb, I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah, well, my name is Caleb Frith. Thank you so much for the intro, Dr. Jasper. Um, I am serving here currently at Advanced Eye Care Specialist as the creative director. Um, what that means is I'm kind of helping oversee a lot of our social media content, our video content, our website development, um, and then Dr. April Jasper's personal brand as well. Very involved with that and having the time of my life. It's been such a, a blessing and we're just having a great time on this wild digital ride. I also get to work as a creative director here at a, a local church called Journey Church. And there I get to oversee a couple different departments. And those are design, uh, video, films, social media, web development, and marketing. And yeah, it's been just a great time. It's been a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to today's topic. So Caleb, I want to just start right in. I think people are eager to hear and learn. So, you know, the question I get a lot, which is, what we have really geared this entire uh, content or this course for is the idea of why should I care about video or photo content for my practice? So what would you say? I know you've got some points. How many points do we have on this one? On this one, we've got about three. So yeah. All right. We've got three points for you that are going to help all of you to really get a better idea of where you want to focus in your practice. So let's just get started. Point one. Yeah. So point one is that humans are visual people. Visuals are so easy to digest and they're easy to remember. So I have a question for you. Would you remember a paragraph that you read online for a practice? Or would you remember a dynamic video that shows a, what a practice looks like with a visual of what a specific appointment looks like that a patient would go through that day? And the oh. answer is pretty obvious. Yeah. You know, you would totally remember a dynamic video that shows what an appointment is going to look like rather than just some text that you see on a billboard or something like that. Humans are visual people. And the reason that they are visual people is really because culture has become very, very visual. When you think about how many patients have a smartphone in your pocket, you know, or even <laughs> as you're watching this, I'm sure you have a smartphone in your pocket. Your family all have smartphones. The answer is that majority of your patients, they have smartphones. And because of that, they prefer visual content. The reason people purchase smartphones is because they prefer visual content over text. And that's true across the board. There's so many things as you're scrolling through even social media at night, everything you're seeing is either photo-based or video-based. There's not even like much stuff going on with just text anymore. Social media and the web in general has really structured itself around leaning toward 
those visual mediums. It's actually incredible when you think about how things have changed so much. So you guys can probably tell Caleb's just a little bit younger than I am. But if I go back in my day and look at all of what's changed, I mean, at first it was Netflix. Netflix was everything. Just we were watching videos and that's really the first digital that came into our lives. And then it became our phones and then it became, oh no, but it's just email people would say. And now we see that things are so much different. Why would you say, Caleb, that this has changed? And maybe that rolls right into point two. Yeah, it does. Point two is actually that visuals help capture short attention spans. While obvious, it's the most important one on this list. There's no matter how you slice it, humans just don't want visuals. They need them. The average person can get distracted or bored within a few seconds And that really doesn't give you much time to grab someone's attention. So you got to make sure you caption their attention the right way and fast. Visuals offer a need, you know, to offer the potential customer something as it's coming across their feed. You can explain to them in a few short seconds, even, you know, why they need to be a part of your practice, why they need to be a patient at your practice. And part of this too is, is a cultural thing that's important to talk about. And that's that people run to digital platforms to escape. And it is our job to make sure that they feel like they are receiving something from us online. People decompress from work at the end of the day. And whether it's a good thing or not, you know, like they do do it. They decompress by getting on their phones or turning on the TV. And we want to make sure we're going to meet them where they're at. If that's where they're at, that's where we're going to be. I do have an example that I want to run through with you guys. It's a video actually that we shot a few, I guess a few weeks ago at this point. And it's just a video of April reminding people to take advantage of their benefits before the end of the year. So I'm going to roll that for you guys right now. So Caleb, I think one of the things that people will say, and I was right there with you, if any of you are in that situation, is that it is uncomfortable creating video. It is, it's Mm -hmm. weird because you could do something funny. You could uh, blink your eye funny. You, I mean, we just are anxious about it. We're not used to it. I think the younger generation is, but people my age, we aren't necessarily that uh, savvy about how to do these things as we should. So, you know, I think that was one of the big things that you helped me with is understanding that I really just need to be myself because that's what my patients have come to love. And if you think about it, you build your whole practice around that experience that people have in the business. You also build relationships. And so what better way to communicate with your current patients other than video and what other way, what better ways to communicate even with people that don't know you? Because I can tell you so many times people have seen the video content that we've posted and they've come into the practice and said, oh, I saw you in the video. And they actually comment on exactly what we have posted, which is incredible to me. So as you walk through more on point two and the fact that the uh, visuals really help to capture us when we have those short attention spans, I think it's also about the relationships you've built. That helps them to connect with us, I think. Is that true? That is true. The reason why I would say that we structured a lot of our video and even photo content on making not only like the way we edit things feel bright and airy is because we've structured everything around your personality, Dr. Jasper. And that is we're striving to make advanced eye care specialists, a place that people feel safe, a place that people can like their lives can be changed through this, 
amazing gift that is our visuals. Like that is so, it's such a special thing that we get to be a part of. And, you know, for us, like we craft everything around your personality. I've seen you work at the office and I've seen your personality. And that is one that's very engaged with the pacing. You're locked onto them. You're making them feel at home. And we're trying to do that through social media. We're not trying to make you something that you're not. We're not trying to do something that the practice is not. We're just trying to be as authentic as possible and get people to feel as welcomed and as seen as possible while also, you know, making your personality shine on the camera. It's, it's tough. There's definitely like some practice that we've had to do, but you're so great at it. And yeah, I mean, it just takes some time. You got to get used to it. The first time you get in front of a camera, it's probably going to be a little awkward, but give it some time and you're going to get there. You'll be able to really get your personality across. It's not an overnight thing, but it does take some time, but it's worth it. Yeah. And I think the other thing I found is that it was so helpful to have you to know how to do the things I didn't know. But the other piece of it is you just need to take that first step. And so you'll find ways, uh, Caleb, I don't mind if you just tell the truth about this, but I found all kinds of excuses at first to not record. I'm too busy. It's not a good day. I'm too tired. There were a, a million excuses. And Caleb just kind of finally said, we're going to do this. Let's just do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, think- I remember those days. They, they were definitely, you know, <laughs> they came in waves, but we were able to get through that. And I feel like now we've hit a rhythm where you're like totally down for it and you're ready because you feel yeah. confident about it as well. Yeah, I've seen it work. And I think the analytics, I know that we have shown that before to our, uh, our viewers, but I think if you look at some of the analytics and you see that video content does work, it does encourage you and make you want to do a better job. So that brings me to point three. Tell us about point three, Caleb. Yeah. So point three is that the content that we create or that you create can be repurposed into a variety of media types. And what I mean by that is that let's take an example of one that we've done. So an example of one that we've done that we've shown before is a video of April doing a call to people to not wait around to use their benefits until the end of the year. We just shot this a couple of weeks ago and it did really, really well. It's just a 60 second video that explained, you know, hey, don't wait, don't put this off. Take advantage of your benefits now. It's January. They just rolled over. That means right. you can take advantage of them again. We did that and the potential like audience and the analysts we received from that was huge. And we were able to use this one video. And here's where I get to the point that you can use it across multiple media types. We were able to use that one video on Instagram. Facebook, website, our Google posting, our Yelp posting. So while you might think, oh, this one video is just going to be used on Facebook and then that's it. Oh, it's probably not worth it. I think I'll do this other thing that I have on my to-do list instead. You got to think about the huge audience that that one piece of content, that maybe it's a six hour investment for you to figure out your thoughts, get ready for the shoot, look your best, do the shoot and edit it. It might be a six hour thing, but think about the amount of people that would see that one video across all of those platforms. I love it. And I had no idea that it had done that well until we had talked and preparing for this. And, you know, what's interesting is the more, like Caleb said, the more you get comfortable with it, the more you see that it there's a rhythm and you just have to schedule it, make it happen, get it done. I think the question though I had at the beginning and now I have you, so it helps a lot, but we want to teach people how to be able to do this independently if they can. 
Caleb, how do you know which of those platforms you need to go to first? And we didn't really use a lot of Yelp in the past. Are we doing more of that now? Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. Yeah, so we've actually just started shifting, which this is exciting to talk about because we're learning as we go and you guys are learning along with us, um, that Yelp has actually kind of become a thing again. And the reason that is, is because iPhone users, when you look at Apple Maps, when you're looking for stuff, the images that pop up on a business listing when you click on it. So if you searched advanced eye care specialist yeah. and you clicked on our profile, the first little images that you can scroll over and swipe through right there, those are actually coming from Yelp. They're not coming from Google, which is actually, it's wow. confusing, I know, but that's why we're paying attention to it is because we have this whole demographic of people that are Apple iPhone users and we want them to see our latest photos that we've taken. We want them to see pictures of Dr. Jasper with her family and their dogs. We want that because that's who we are. So we're paying attention to that. We're actually about to start paying to play there as well, which the price is actually not that bad. It's like $5 a month or something like that to be able to just showcase wow. like videos and things that you want people to see first. Because with Yelp, people will go in and they'll post photos of your practice for you. And sometimes those can show in front, but if you pay to play, you can actually switch it and you can have the content that you want to show first before your customer's content. So that's why we're oh. thinking about that right now. Wow, that's great advice. So I think the thing that makes people stop though, and, and you tell me, Caleb, why, why you think that maybe others don't really do as much as they could in this area and really concentrating on content such as video and images. I think they just get frozen by how do, where do I start? So if you could help us here wrap up by kind of having a better idea of, I hear what you're saying, I, I get, and kind of my thought is we had point one, humans are visual people, point two was visuals help capture short attention spans. And then remember, you can repurpose a lot of this content, but how do I get started? What do I do first? Yeah, so I, a lot of things that I like to tell people first is you've got to figure out how much time you're going to commit to this because that directly impacts all that you can do. If someone comes to me and they're like, okay, I'm ready to do this thing. I've got about three to five hours a week. What do you suggest I start with? I tell them one platform. Don't focus on spreading yourself thin and just doing every platform like a subpar job of it, if that makes sense. You wanna really nail one platform before you move to the next. You wanna figure out, okay, I'm gonna, I have five hours. I'm gonna spend that five hours focusing on having one good Facebook ad every single week and yeah. posting one organic post to Instagram or Facebook once a week. Or I'm going to shoot that one video once a month that takes me about 10 hours. If you count like the prep time, the getting ready and the shooting time, you just got to set those goals and be realistic about it. Because if you set unrealistic goals, and we've done that before, we've gotten excited and we're like, yes, we're going to do this thing and it's going to be epic and it's going to be great and it's going to be awesome. And then we just uh -huh. don't do it because it's, it's too big of a goal. You've got to be realistic with that, with your time. And especially if you don't have someone on staff to help you with this. And then I think you can ask yourself that question as well. Do I want to bring someone in to help me with this? 
how much is that going to take? What money do I have to allocate for that? Because with that, you'll be able to really put a lot more effort into your strategy and be able to hit all those platforms. Yeah. And when you talk money, I think, uh, I know we're at, we were supposed to be talking content, but I know that really what's happening is people are getting confused and concerned about how much is this going to cost me. So I think the budgeting piece mm-hmm. is think about how much you want to budget for ads. And I, I don't know, what do you suggest on that, Caleb, per month? Yeah. So for us, I mean, I'll just be transparent. We spend yeah. about $200 every other week on social media, which ends up about $400 a month. Sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more. It depends on the campaign that we have going on. I know in December, we like to get pretty aggressive with our end of the year, trying to get those patients to the door that maybe have not used their benefits yet before the new year rolls over. We see a lot of success in campaigns that have to do with that. So I think, you know, you don't have to like look at this as like this beast that you have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on. You don't have to do that. You can start slow. And that's what we did. We started slow as we grew the analytics because you don't want to spend $3,000 on one ad and not understand the turnout that you're going to get for it. You want to figure out what works first and then up that money as you go. So you want to figure out your budget for your ads. You need to figure out what your budget is for your person that you have with you. So uh, how many hours do you want that person to put in? And then I think the other piece of it is people always are concerned about what technology do I need? So do I need to buy a special camera, special lights, a microphone? What, what do I need to have? So Caleb, is what is the least expensive way to get started? Your phone in your pocket. That is it. the best way to get started. That's something that you already have access to. And we do a lot of this. I know the video that we've shown uh, today and in the past was actually a video we recorded on a phone. We like to switch it up. There are some videos that we do up our quality on and our production value on anything that's like on the front page of your website, you probably want that to be more polished and more professional. And we've done that. We've put that effort into our site and gone and done that. But for like Facebook ads and social media ads, things on Yelp, people want authenticity on social media. So for that, we like to use iPhones. The ad that we just ran where we had over 7,000 people cross it and watch the entire video for the small price of $200. That was yeah. just on an iPhone in your backyard. So what I tell people all the time is you don't need the fancy gear to get started with this. You just need the right strategy and you just need the right content. And how far away should the phone be from the person you're recording? Yeah, I think that depends on the type of video that you're shooting. For us, we like to get, I would say probably eight to 10 feet away from the subject. That's typically what we've done with you, Dr. Jasper, in the past. We find that to be a good medium. It really depends on the phone you have and how zoomed in that lens is on the phone. But I like to shoot waist up um, and not do a whole lot of full body stuff. That way I'm closer to Dr. Jasper. And also a quick note, a quick tip is the closer you are with that camera, the better your audio quality is going to be as well. So we like to get as close as possible without being too close where maybe Dr. Jasper's face fills up the whole frame. We don't want that. We want to see her engaged with her body language and hands and stuff. So we'd like to be about waist up. And I think I remember that day it was a little windy and the sound still came out really, really good just using the phone. So Mm -hmm. I know we've taken a lot of your time. I hope that you have found this valuable. Caleb, this has been fun for me. I love learning more about what we're doing and what's working. And I think that's a tip as well for people is to go back and look at what your audience is saying 
And if they are watching, if you're getting all kinds of views and if it's, if it's working, remember Caleb gave you kind of a budget, but here's the reality. And what I told him when we brought him in, I can look on paper at what it's costing me, but then I quickly translate that into how many patients do I need to bring in to be able to make that cost at least a a break even until it becomes something that really is, is valuable for you. And that really isn't as much as you would think. So do the math yourself and then see what you think. And at some point you may want a creative director in your practice. Like Caleb has been for us. It's been very valuable. We started out slow. We started out with a limited amount of time and budget, and then just built it up as time has gone by because we saw the value in it, but it took me a little bit of time to become a believer. And if I can become a believer and if I can get better at it, I know everybody can. So before we close this uh, content video, I really want to give Caleb one more chance to bring up or, or mention anything that we have forgotten as time goes by. And I know that we've shown you some examples. So hopefully that helps a little bit. Obviously you can go to our website, you can go to our social media channels and see more, but Caleb, any last words for the audience? Yeah, I think the big thing that I tell people all the time is that you just got to go for it. If you're on the fence, if you're thinking about this, you've got to send it. You've got to go for it. Because if you're feeling that tug on your heart, like, man, I really think like I could do this. Or maybe if I brought somebody in, I could really do this. That's probably the right feeling in your gut. And I mean, as business people, that's what we do. We take risks and we go for things. Maybe they don't work. Maybe they do, but we'll never know if we don't go for it. And the digital world is growing. The digital world is only going to get bigger and bigger. And what I personally would not want to see for you is that you wait and put this off. And then you're spending a lot of time trying to catch up when things have gone full-blown digital. I would love to see you and your practice thriving. I would love to see you at the forefront and the thick of it, trying to figure this thing out because that's what we're doing. We're just trying to figure it out. We're looking at analytics and adjusting as we go. We're going to hit some bumps along the way and you probably will too, but that's okay. That's what being a business owner is all about. But that's what I would say. I love it. Thank you so much, Caleb. Thanks for being here with me. And uh, thank you to all of you for watching and join us for more information on marketing. And we're going to talk more about other channels, other ways that you can grow your business. Before neural lenses, I always had eye strain, eye dryness, eye fatigue, moderate to severe headaches. I had to take prescription medication. It was to the point where I guess they'd want me to sit down and call her or read them books. And I couldn't. I couldn't do nothing. When I got my neural lenses, my headache went away. I wasn't taking Tylenol anymore. Can't explain it, but it worked. I would pay double for my neural lenses because I can't go a day without them. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Opt In with Dr. April Jasper.